Vomiting rainbows. The end of year spectacular episode 18. Uh, this time we talk about the crisis in Syria and how that affects your computer. Uh, we talk about uh, police and what some of them do when they retire. Uh, and then uh, we talk about uh, Bridal Blast, which is a very interesting show. Bring it back. Bring it back. I lost count of the episodes, Doug. Dude, this is 18. Whoa. So we, we are trekking along, and it's also the last one of the year. Final one of 2016, and I know Doug has a lot of disturbing stuff <laughs> because he just asked me to uh, <laughs> to Google Charger masturbation. I like like my you know. Oh, well, the the worst part is that didn't bring it up. We had to still add more to it. Security, yeah, uh, and uh, football, football, NFL football, and then the, the, and then so the the frame of the video is like you got to watch it. I'm like I don't think I need to watch it. I think I can understand what I'm about to see but here. He, he's <laughs> uh, dude. He's just sitting there like right next to the cheerleaders. Oh my god. I mean it, it's it's literally amazing. You're sitting there and you're like, dude, you're at a, an NFL game. And you're. This is the problem, he, though. He's like kind of. It, it's so obvious he's doing it like right there. But yeah. Like everyone's recording him too. Yeah. The, the, I, I think this is an uh, a sign of technology. Uh, people are so used to watching things on their phones, where you know by themselves that they just reality and technology have blurred. And this guy's just like, oh my god, that's that's what I uh, that's my go to stuff. When I'm at home and here right. it is in front of me, he has no self-control, obviously. Yeah. I tend to think that guys that do this kind of stuff want to get caught. Like, it's part of the, what gets them off. Yeah, I mean, I it it is just so... Uh, it, so it's at a San Diego's Charger game. Yeah. And Set up the story for those that haven't seen the video. All right, well, first of all, who we are is Vomiting Rainbows. Yeah. And uh, this is a podcast where I tell my buddy Mike some stories that are going to disturb him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he chews them up and spits them right back at me. So I think uh, um, this 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 was a later story. This was the going to be the happy story towards the end. Oh, that's all right. Let's start but, with the yeah. happy story. All right. So anyway, the char- So at a at a Chargers game on the sideline, there's the cheerleaders and then the security personnel. Yeah. And right by the, the cheerleaders, the cheerleaders are are like jumping up and down right beside him. Yeah. And he's like holding one hand down in his pants, jerking off. Yeah. I mean, and it, and it's like obvious. Yeah, like I said, I, th- I think guys that do this want to be caught. I, I we uh, actually I have a name for people. It's called the Mad Swanker. <laughs> Mad but Swanker. When I was probably I don't know, man, maybe like twenty, twenty one years old, I was at a uh, a party at my now it was my girlfriend, but at my now wife's uh, house, and she had this big patio uh, near the beach, and uh-huh. so there's probably like I don't know thirty people. You know, it's it's a it's a party. I'm 21. The ratio is probably 99 percent dudes, and then my future wife. And we're we got kegs. We're barbecuing, and it's like 30. You know, knuckle dragging Cro-Mag cavemen was, on this was, outdoor balcony. Was Jen there? No, she wasn't. <laughs> no, our friend Jen wasn't there. But but we're sitting there. You know, everyone's partying, barbecuing, and it's just you know a dude fest. And all of a sudden, from across the 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 road on another balcony at the at the same level, you hear this. Hey guys. Hey, guys, guys, look at me. And we all look over, like 30 dudes, like, look over, and there's this dude just oh working himself. God. Not only working himself, and we're like, what the? And, we, and, you know, dudes start, like, throwing stuff at him, like, what? Yeah. You know, and not only is he, he starts, you know, the, the fireworks. He, fireworks. To completion. Uh, oh, my God. Just shooting stuff all <laughs> over the place. 
And we're just like, like, what the hell? Like everyone just looks at each other, and we're like, what the hell? And like, you know, some guys are like, I'm gonna get that guy, and like chase after him. And most of us just looked at each other and started laughing because we're like, like how, like how demented and how what a goofball you have to be to be the mad swanker. Yeah, but okay, so I'm trying to picture this. You're at a party in a place that you know, so it's like friends' house. Oh yeah. So this is a neighbor that they know. Uh, that's what we couldn't figure out. Like <laughs> whether it was someone that that like like my wife was like I never seen that guy before. So this could have just been some dude who was walking Maybe down the street. She just didn't want to tell you exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's my neighbor Ted. He's kind of weird. He's kind of weird, but I always go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of hot in a weird way. Um. So I mean, my point is, is like you know, we I've had hour long discussions about. Uh, public masturbation when it comes to stuff like this, like, you know, quote unquote, deviant behavior, uh, because I experienced that at a relatively young age. And um, I still don't know. Obviously, this is a little bit different. But uh, when I think about my first experience with a mad swanker, I don't know if it, <laughs> it's funny, if it's disturbing. I, I don't know really where it falls in. Um, but I do think my conclusion was that that people that do this want to get caught. And it's part of like their their thing. It's like it's like, it's like it's like what they're into, right? You know, especially if you're at an NFL football game, <laughs> I mean, yeah, on the sidelines. Like, you know, well, I I I went out with this girl, um, and she went to Stanford, yeah, and she wanted to hook up in the quad, yeah, like, outside in the quad, yeah, like everyone was there, yeah, and we we did, but I've never been more uncomfortable. I mean, I'm not. Well, there's a difference between, I think, uh, public sex with a partner and then public se- sex with yourself. With yourself. Yeah. I mean, like with a partner, you're kind of like, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is cool. wild. Whatever. It's kind of awesome. Public sex with yourself. Uh, no. It's that, a little. That's, that's pervy. It's and a little creepy. I, yeah. I think if you add two people, it's okay. But one person is just. Ugh. Yeah. Because if you're sitting at the Stanford Quad and you see, like, you know, some healthy people getting it on in a bush or something like wow it's it's kind of crazy like right. Right, that's you know they're definitely primal you know whatever but when you see a dude at a uh, NFL football game you know it's just that's that's just it's it's kind of crossing a line it's, it's yeah and, you know. and did they arrest this guy like what what and happened security no he i don't know exactly i didn't watch all the way to the end of the video but yeah. i do know that he was let go from the security company but they probably just didn't want to handcuff him. It, yeah, it was like called elite security. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, dude, <laughs> they're like, whatever, dude. Just get out of here. Just get out, leave. Don't ever come back. Yeah, well, because the thing is, I wonder if he was just saying like, oh, I was just adjusting my pants. I just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, I don't yeah. know, dude. I, At that point, you just want that person to, to you know, to, to leave the area. Yeah, and then they they didn't disclose the guy's name, so he has. I'm I'm sure he was going to be publicly shamed in some way. Oh my way, god! But... Can you imagine that, man? Like you Dude. go to work and like, hey, how was the football game this weekend? You're, yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, uh, that was great. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, anyway, uh, disturbing story. Yeah. So, um, they uh, elite put out the is a security agency. They put out uh, a thing saying that uh, while they have been doing security for Qualcomm Stadium for years, over 20 years, they've never had an employee incident like this. Um, it's isolated. Um, and uh, so the Chargers are going to, I think, keep elite security. Mm. Uh, but it certainly gives them an angle to, to move on from elite security. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, you know, at the same time, I mean, are you supposed to beat a guy? Like, like you know, you just arrest him? Like, like what do you... Yeah, I... No, I mean, they they haven't done anything in terms of legal action as yeah. far as I know. I think they just let him go. I don't know what that... I mean, I don't think that's a felony. 
No. Is it? I mean, it's probably well, a misdemeanor? Or? The, the problem is, is that it's public indecency. Yeah. But it's also, I'm sure it was public indecency in front of minors. Yeah, it's true. I mean, so it, that's think like, about how many people are in a football game. Yeah, that would be like, imagine Yeah, you're like with your sons. And yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, that. here's the deal. Uh, so, someone who who has no sense of reality like that needs to be... You need to keep tabs on this guy because this is the kind of creep that that will drive by like a, a kid's school or like I remember my wife said that happened to her when she was a kid. She's like nine years old and this guy drove up in a car was like, "Hey, come here!" and like she looked in and he was, you know, yeah, it, it, you know, like this is that kind of creepy dude. So he needs to be addressed. He needs to be, you know, shamed and 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 he needs to you know know that this is an appropriate behavior. Which yeah, is, I know. And imagine those cheerleaders that were right beside. Him. It's got to be a tough job to be an NFL cheerleader. Number yeah. one, I think they only make like what seventy five dollars a game or something like that. Really? And then it's just, you know, I mean, it's 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 got to be a really really difficult job. You're just you're dealing with, uh, you know, you're dealing with just wasted testosterone constantly. It's got to be got to be tough. Well, on other news, let's uh, let's see. What would you do if you were a retired police officer? Uh, and saw that happening? No, just in oh, general. Oh. Just what would new, I do? New, new story altogether. We're just going to move on from the 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 wank bank. I'll be honest with you. When I when I hear I I have, I have a couple of friends that uh, are law enforcement uh, officers, and when I picture them retiring them retiring, I, I picture them um, in a Hawaiian shirt uh-huh. at a pool bar, like somewhere down in Mexico or like Lake Havasu, like just kind of like chilling and just doing what most cops do when they're not being a cop is just drinking their faces off. Right. You know that that's you know but 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 you know shirt. Unbuttoned, just on vacation mode. Like basically, they they live the life of a Jimmy Buffett uh, character. Well, uh, Nicholas uh, Tarda Giloni, mm-hmm. uh, he uh, when he retired, he decided to start a major drug enterprise. Oh wow! Well. <laughs> so he um, <laughs> he decided that uh, he was going to over the last year and a half, he tried to sell. Uh, he worked with another group, and they acquired uh, five kilos of cocaine, mm. and then they were selling it in New York. Um, and at some point, I guess their relationship deteriorated between him and his co-conspirators. Yeah, and he decided to go in and execute all four of them. Oh wow! Uh, two of them were just hanging around doing nothing, so they weren't even involved with the dealer. Yeah, but he obviously didn't want to leave anybody behind. See, this is the kind of this is the kind of uh, law enforcement officer that that I think gives law enforcement officers bad names. The dudes who think they're above the law, guys yeah. who think they can do anything. Um, you know, I, I I can understand how that could be a natural transition because this guy probably sees so many you know so many drug busts so many dealers getting away with stuff he right. probably you know everyone thinks about that evidence locker where there's just hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting there and you know thousands of pounds of drugs and right. you know to me it just it always seems like can't they just take that money and divvy it up or donate it to charity yep. you know so i mean like like you know when a cop uh, any cop good or bad they're exposed to to you know corrupt systems and they're they're exposed to crime so they see how probably easy it is to do a lot of this stuff so you know i i can understand the logic of going eh, i'll just deal drugs for a couple years and you know quadruple my pension yeah when you get all killy and, and you know, that's when that <laughs> killy and stabby yeah that's when you that's no, when you uh that's you, not good yeah you cross the line it's like you know how that ends up it's not good yeah so uh, apparently he um had a friend's they were at a friend's bar, mm. um, and he walked in and just shot up his friend's bar mm. and killed them. So I'm just saying if somebody came in and did that in one of my bars, 
That would not. Not good. No. Not a good friend. No, not a good friend. <laughs> and then and then he somehow, I guess, his friend must have known what was going on or something because he was able to get all four bodies back to his house. Wow. And then and hid they said hid them in so his the house. bar the guy who runs the bar is actually a really good friend yeah like, like did you kill four people in my bar and, and i'll help you you know get them out that's yeah he must he he had to have help getting yeah. them out um and so he had just bought this like huge farm in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. um and so he took them to that farm and some surprisingly uh his um girlfriend of two years just left the other day <laughs> Just oh. picked up and, and bolted. Disappeared? No trace? No, I don't think he he didn't disappear. Yeah. This, this is the thing is I think that if you truly are a, uh, if you're living a true life of crime, like you can't have relationships like a girlfriend. Like you can't, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to give criminal advice, but you need to be extremely focused on your game. Like you cannot have any loose ends. You cannot, no. you know what I mean? Like, like you have to have like the tightest crew and be so hyper-focused on you know, doing your crime and not getting caught like that. That's your, that's your job. 24 seven. You don't have time to be like, Hey, let's go see rogue one, baby. Yeah. You can't do that. Like you need to be focused on your crime grind. Yeah. That's it. That you have a one dimensional life and any type of interpersonal relationships that don't directly have to do with the crime and not getting caught don't exist. I mean, it's right. just as simple as that. Well, so he, um, he was, his whole police career was marked by scandal. Mm. He was put and this sounds like something, you know, that you always hear, like uh, they quietly let him leave the department because they didn't want big publicity. Yeah. But um, where was this guy a cop at? In New York. OK. Um, and so he uh, had he retired with disability um, and he was making 64K like tax free. Wow. On his pension a year. Um, but he had like. Perjured himself several times. Um, he was uh, acquitted but fired for violating uh, uh, department policy. Yeah. And then was uh, sued and got his job back and became mm. a canine dog, like mm. a canine cop. Yeah. Um, so this guy just seems like a piece of work. He was, you know, uh, just because uh, people wear a uniform doesn't mean they're uh, they're good people. No, you know, they're, they're, there's good and bad in every profession, and that's just you know that's just the way it is. I think I think that people put such high expectations on, um, you know, a, a lot of people that serve, which you know, rightfully that there should be higher expectations of conduct and whatnot. But you also have to remember that they're people, right? And 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 their people are flawed. I think Depeche Mode made a song like people that. are people. people yeah, people are people. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. The other thing too is, you know, when cops go out and start talking about some sort of crime to the to the, to the media, yeah, um, you don't expect them to beat and harass the host of the cable show that they're talking to. Um, he was he had beaten one of the people. So the guy's um, a little dramatic. What are you talking dramatic. about? Starts whacking people. Yeah, he yeah he um, he was a character. So this guy faces like. The death penalty, basically. Yeah, it killed four people. Yeah. I tend to think, too, that if, um, and maybe this is is somewhere in the books, but if you commit a crime as a cop, it's like it seems like there should be harsher punishment for you. Because, right. Because you, you've, you've, you know, you've impacted not just, you know, your life, but but cops everywhere, right? I right. mean, you know, it, it's almost like uh, 
uh, like a teacher that does something to a kid. It's like it's like it's like the the punishment should be so much more severe because society has has given you a certain amount of unsaid trust because of the profession you've chosen. Right. And to betray that, it seems like it should just be a little bit heavier than if you're just some dude and you go in and shoot four guys at a bar. Right. Yeah. Like, like I, we let you carry a gun like yeah. at all times. Like well, we, we give you all these extra things that you can do that normal people can't do. You can buy all the cool weapons that I can't because I'm not a you can law enforcement people. officer. You what? can you can cuff and detain. You can do all people. kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like when when you cross that line and, and become a criminal after society's given you that that kind of power, it seems like you should just you should be dealt with a little bit rougher. Right. Um so anyway, he's he's screwed and goodly and rightly so. Yeah. Uh but um on to another wonderful topic. Mm-hmm. Um have you heard of the TV show uh Bridal pa- Plasty? Bridal plasty? Yeah. Bridal plasty. Is it a bridal show? What is yeah. bridal plasty? So it's like 12 women uh, compete uh, to get a wedding and plastic surgery before their wedding. Awesome. So it's, <laughs> it was on the, what a great it, it was on the, yeah, it was on the E network for like a year and then it got canceled. But uh, what a great concept. It, yeah. It's, I mean, that is, uh, I, I don't know, man. You know, I mean, this is, this is the thing. I, I don't, I really, my gut instinct when people are like get super into plastic surgery is that there, there's some type of insecurity going on there. But at the same time, you know, I don't, people can do what they want to do. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm judging them. I have my, my kind of gut instinct, but at the same time, it's like, Hey man, if you have the money and you want to cut up your face and do all this stuff, like I'm not going to stop you. It's like, it's like freedom of choice. Like, you know, I, I, I don't think I would ever do it. Um, and and I think that a lot of people make assumptions about people that do do it. Right. But at the same time, I I, uh, I feel weird making like a, a super harsh judgment on people that do it. I mean, it's a huge business. Tons of people, you know, millions and millions of people are into plastic surgery. Right. I just haven't, you know, I haven't got into it. I mean, I, I have tattoos. A lot of people think that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is think about, uh, I don't know, your wedding, how, how um, Christy got for your wedding. But, like, if you had... Um, I mean, there's so much attention to detail just because those it's a snapshot of a moment in time and yeah. everybody wants everything perfect. So. I was I was told some interesting advice and, and someone said, eat more food than you, you know what I mean? Like, 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 like gain 15 pounds on your wedding day. Right. Because that's going to be a picture that people are going to look at for the rest of your life. Uh-huh. And that way, if like, if you gain a bunch of weight and kind of look like you're out of shape and stuff. And then, like ten years later, you lose that. They're like, "Wow, man, you look you look better now than you did on your wedding day." Exactly. You're you know what always, I'm talking about? You should just be like derelict and like yeah, come like in, just, like yeah. with a, a ripped jacket. Yeah, and- ladies, put on like thirty pounds. Like, just go for it, man. Because you know, then the worst case scenario is you're gonna lose the weight, and then you know, twenty years later, you're gonna naturally put thirty pounds on, and you're gonna be like, "Hey, I look yeah. just like just like I did on my wedding day." Perfect. Yeah, everything's good. That's yeah. a great strategy. Um, so anyway, there's this, uh, woman who was on the TV show. Um, her name is Lisa Marie Nagley. Um, she was a, a nurse. Yeah. Dude, I just butcher names. It's okay. Sounds good. <laughs> sounds like you're speaking a different language. Yeah, like, what? exactly. Sounds, um, like you, sounds like you're just like putting a bunch of letters together. Yeah, it's, it's basically what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, so she was 36 years old. Um, she... Uh, was going to a birthday party with some of her friends from work. Um, and uh, the next day, she didn't show up for work. Mm. Uh, they, uh, Her husband was very concerned. Her family got very concerned. 
They tried to figure out where she was, what happened to her. Um, so the last person to see her um, was this guy, uh, uh, Jerome Rogers. Mm. And Jerome, uh, he said that he walked out of this bar with her, but then he went home and he doesn't know what happened to her. Yeah. Um, but her claim to fame is she was on plastic surgery. Yeah, rhinoplasty. Rhinoplasty, okay. Yeah, I mean, dude. That how, did her, how did her plastic surgery look? Uh, she didn't win. Oh, she didn't so win. She didn't, get the, she didn't get the plastic surgery. She didn't get the plastic surgery or the wedding. Some other Ashley got it. Now, my question is, though, and I don't mean to derail from Jerome and, and, and the scandal that's about to be unleashed on us, but. Why do you think there's a scandal? You win bridal plasty, okay? Uh-huh. You get the plastic surgery. You get married. It's awesome. You look great. Does the show, I mean, you need to have, like, upkeep on your plastic surgery, right? Like, like if you have butt implants, eventually they're going to, like, fall down to your your uh, right. your calves. You, you have to keep getting it kind of tweaked, right, as time goes on. Right. Does the show cover that? Or no. is it just, oh, just the initial? No, and the show didn't even cover the season. Like, it just ended. Like, yeah. it was a flop. Okay. Right. So. Anyway, that's why she's That's not why she's not more famous, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so she went back to nursing. Um, so she was with... Uh, uh, another person who was also a nurse, this uh, uh, Jerome, and um, they start. They she just disappeared from this bar. They couldn't find any trace of her after that. Um, they went and talked. Everyone said, "Oh, she was with this guy." So they everyone started looking into this guy and started, Jerome. Yeah, Jerome. Yeah. The family went to talk to him. Um, he said he didn't know where she was. Um, the cops start reviewing security footage of the bar, and it turns out she got into his SUV and left with him. Mm. Then the sister let another little tidbit of information come out that she this she had been purportedly having an affair with this guy. Mm. So her husband says that's not true, of course, mm. uh, but it sounds very suspicious that after a night drinking. Why would the sister just say that? Yeah. And yeah. why is the sister going to like, now the girl's missing her sister. Like she's just going to start throwing out accusations. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude, this guy just doesn't want to hear the truth, which I understand, but yeah. So anyway, she, um, she didn't make it to work. They started talking to him. Uh, and it turns out that, um, he said, okay, I did see her Jerome. Yeah. Okay. And I, I gave her a ride. And then his story started shifting and changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turns out uh, he buried her in his backyard and murdered her with a hammer. Oh, <laughs> brutal. My guess is because she was going to break up with him. Because uh, the sister also said that the husband and uh, the wife were going to have a baby or trying to have a baby. So she was probably trying to get her life back on track. Yeah. Um, but... Um, he is now. Um, it's like it's like he lived out that Guns and Roses song. Yeah, Whatever, yeah. Yeah, I used to love her. Yeah, like, what, yeah. like, like, like I mean, listen, <laughs> I had to kill her. She's buried in my backyard. Yeah, if if you're crazy enough to kill somebody, uh, listening to Guns and Roses and doing what uh, Axl Rose sings about is not the way to pull off a crime. No, it's not like that's a bad plan. It's a very. It, this is obviously a very very poorly executed plan. Yeah, because horrible. Yeah, and he's on camera. Like, he had to know that somehow they were going to attach her going home with him. Yeah, I mean, and you know, the sister's going to talk, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, but, my, you know, outside of all that, knowing that this guy's going to get caught, it's like, 
you get in a relationship with a married woman. I mean, it's, you know, she's married. She's married. It's probably not going to work out. Right. You know, I would imagine most of the time things get reconciled or at least know that that's a possibility. And if you really kind of care about her, she's not going to like, what good does someone do buried in your backyard? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, you know, they're not going to help out. Game over. <laughs> you know, not only that, but. But the, the police officer who also has, like, all this experience with crime scenes and all this had four dudes at his house. Yeah. Like, what's the what's the deal with bringing them to your, your house? Like, that just seems like a very, very bad place to, if you know that you're going to be a suspect in something. The last thing you should do is bring that home with you. Maybe Don't bring the, work home with you. Yeah, exactly. Leave it somewhere else. Leave, leave it uh, in a, near a train yard or something. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's ponderous, um, but I do think that when people commit these types of crime, they're not, you know, they're not in in a in a uh, logical state of mind. I mean, no. you have you have detached yourself from reality and all consequences when you choose to uh, to end someone's life. You know, especially someone that you're kind of. You, know, you have a relationship with. I mean, it's it's uh, that's just oof. yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, this guy's um, this is all like breaking. So this happened over the weekend. Mm. So literally, I got alerts all throughout of uh, my way over here from from our our trusted source TMZ. Yeah. So um, and heavy, of course. So we T- always love T- wait, heavy. TMZ's covering this because this this lady was on on a reality show called Bridal Plastic. Exactly. Unbelievable. Yeah, but they're like breaking all the story. Yeah. Well, so it's a big story. They're all over it. I mean, yeah. Bridal Plastic's huge. Obviously, it will be now. I bet. It I bet be. it, it could come back for a second season. Now. It could. It could come back. Huh. Maybe. Maybe Could be the positive try, outcome of the story. Maybe. Maybe they'll try and fix her up and. <laughs> bad man uh, it's, it's too soon oh, too soon it's too soon too soon um so yeah uh that's another heartwarming story um and then you know i figure we should we should definitely go to the crisis in syria because that's that's a a big thing that we should talk about heavy duty stuff do you know what's going on in syria um i i, I a little bit i know that that uh it's big enough where uh, some guy uh shot to death in amba- a russian ambassador yeah. you know so i mean it clear, clearly there's uh People are very passionate about what's going on. Right. Um, so a group of radicals um, trying to bring uh, the crisis to the forefront have released this thing called popcorn. Popcorn? <laughs> yeah. You remember popcorn? You used to call it on your phone? Yeah. And it'll tell you what time, time it was? Time it is. Remember that? And, and any zip code. Yeah. Yeah. That's old school. But I have a feeling this isn't that type of popcorn. No, it isn't that kind of popcorn. And that, by the way, that's discontinued. I know. I, I it know. was like, I think uh, it was like last year was like the last time that it was. I think it was maybe like five years ago. Oh, but, was it? but the internet was around when it right. was still going on, which I thought was really neat. Yeah. Um, so uh, this thing, popcorn, is is really, it's, it's malware. Uh, and so that's uh, what that is, is it's. Something that uh, comes to you in some way through a link or something. email or a yeah. video. Yeah, it's it's how the DNC was hacked. Um, but um, popcorn basically is a, a software package that holds all of your your contents of your hard drive hostage. Mm. And then the really weird thing that that's not really new. Quick, yeah, because I think this has happened to me before. Uh, but then, so the, they get your hard drive, and they're like, send us 100 bucks, Right. And we'll release it because they're, they're funding their, their militant group. Exactly. Got it. Yeah, so they're, 
they're doing that, and then they you have to send them bitcoins, and then they will. Um, now, Doug, I, I know you had. You a, a, I, I know you ha- you you've had bitcoins in the past. I, ha- I have, and this is something. And I know you 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 know how to get on the dark web. You know you know you know a lot about this this uh, this kind of underside of the internet um, that a lot of people number one don't know about. Right. Uh, I mean, if I try to get a Bitcoin and try to access the dark web, I, I probably wouldn't even know where to begin. Right. Um, so I think that your experience uh, is unique and you probably have a lot of insight on how how this works. But from the outsider, someone like me that just has an iPhone six and thinks that they're on the cutting edge of technology. I right. feel like I'm a, a tech bro because I have a, a, an old iPhone. Right. Um, explain how this works. I mean, you know, I want to buy bazookas. From an arms dealer, right? I am going to send you popcorn. You're going to send me a thousand dollars to get your stuff back. Then I take that thousand dollars, as far as Bitcoin goes, and I and I just give the bazooka dealer like Bitcoin. Bitcoin's not. Right. I mean, I've seen. I guess this is the thing I'm confused about Bitcoin. I've seen on the internet what appears to be actual Bitcoins that can you you can hold in your hand. Right. That's not real, right? That's no, not real. Bitcoin is all just numbers. It's, it's all- just a it's a string of numbers that has an associated value. value. But the 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 thing that makes it's like a bank account. It's like it's, it's like look at my money's in the bank. Yeah, and then you have you have a ID, which yeah. is like a Bitcoin wallet that people can send to, mm-hmm. but that is completely anonymous. So yeah. the whole thing that makes Bitcoin like the currency for the dark web yeah. is that it's untraceable. So my point is this. So if I spend, if I send you a Bitcoin and I spend it somewhere, no one can say, oh, we sent that Bitcoin to them so we know who they are now. Exactly. But, but I guess the thing is, is that the big assumption with the dark web is that everyone is participating with the Bitcoin being the, the common currency, right? Right. So my point is, like, say if I have, like, say I take my old truck, like my 36 Ford, uh-huh. and I find, I, I would have to find someone on the dark web that wants my truck, they would buy that in Bitcoin uh-huh. and I would give them my truck for say 20,000 Bitcoin. Right. Then I have 20,000 Bitcoin to spend on the dark web. No, you can turn that right into currency. Really? Okay. Yeah. Any currency you want. Cause see, that's my confusion is like in my eyes, I just gave a guy a 36 Ford and for you something a that, string of numbers. Yeah, and I just got some some numbers. But right. you can actually turn that into currency immediately. Real real currency. And it's actually uh, on the world market now. So you can actually see, like, exactly where it's trending. The problem is that it's very volatile. Yeah, of course. So, like, today, one Bitcoin could be worth $1,000. Yeah. And then tomorrow, one Bitcoin could be worth $5. Yeah. So it, it, it fluctuates pretty dramatically. But now it's become... Pretty, pretty standard. Well, it's pretty, I mean, obviously if terrorist groups or whatever, right. I, mean, I don't want to label anyone a terrorist and that's not politically correct, but whatever, revolutionary Well, these groups, are cyber terrorists. That's you, exactly you understand what I'm talking, like, yeah. Any type of, you know, if these groups are using this to buy buy real arms, uh, you know, obviously it's it's a legitimate form of, of doing transactions. You know, my confusion is being a, a kind of a, on the outside of all this is that it just seems like something that that is, you know, it's it's just it's just like any I guess currency. It's an assigned value that someone assigns to something. But it's 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 for an example, it's it's one of those weird things where you know when people play an online video game, right, and then they sell their profiles for like tens of thousands right. of dollars. It's like you're you're putting you know like putting real money to something that that is just code. virtual, yeah, yeah. virtual. It, it's it's the blending of um, you know fantasy tech and reality. To me, it just seems that people that get involved in that. 
you're crazy because you're giving away $10,000 of real money for something that's... That might not exist. That doesn't, yeah, that, that exists just because people say it exists. Right. Well, the, there's also, like, um, I have a, a co-worker that I work with at the bars, and he made an absolute fortune selling virtual arms. Like, he was a virtual arms dealer for a game. So, like, if you wanted the really cool weapon for this game, yeah, he had a team of engineers in China that just spent all day racking up money to buy those arms, and then he would sell them to so you. So my point is, I'm super into uh, um, Call of Duty. Right. And you're telling me that this guy on the dark web can sell me a bazooka that like isn't doesn't come with the game. Right. I can download it. I download some type of code or some type of patch no, no, to the no. game. No, no, no. It actually, it's in the game, but it's like probably something that's really hard to get without unlocking like a bunch of stuff. So I can, instead of playing the game like I should and unlocking on level 50, I can be a noob, pay $500 in Bitcoin, and I have the ultimate bazooka. Exactly. Level 80. Remember back in the day with uh, Nintendo when it was like up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, and you got some unlock code? Exactly. This is kind of like the cheater way. Are people that into video games? Oh, dude, they are. (laughs) it's, It's bigger than Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, my point is that that if I'm going to spend $500 on a weapon, it's going to be a real one that I can go shoot. Like, right. Think think of 10 years ago, you hardly saw any ads for games on TV. Now, like at the Super Bowl, you'll see yeah. at the highest paid ad, almost bigger than movies. Yeah. So, yeah, it's huge. I mean, you know, I, I know with virtual reality and stuff, it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But it's just... Like I said, I still, you know, I still have an Atari 2600 at my house. I still just, it, it's just fascinating to me where, where, where we're going. You're, you're still playing this. Pong? I am. I'm, in, I'm, in VR. And I still enjoy it. I mean, my point is like video games are, are there for what? To enjoy, to be entertained by. And, right. and I am, in, I, you know, 64-bit, I'm still entertained by it. I'm still entertained by simple things. Right. You know, I don't know. That's a, probably a reflection on how my mind works, but I, it's, it's true. Last night I was at a buddy's house and he has a full stand-up version of Tron. Awesome! Yeah, <laughs> I, just, like, <laughs> I, I would put Kaboom, the old Atari game, Kaboom against any any game, any any game. Well, what did Kaboom do? Kaboom, you're like a water bucket, and it's like a little jail guy that that uh, drops lit bombs. Oh yeah, yeah. And you gotta go back. And oh forth yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, I totally Hours remember that one. Hours of fun. <laughs> Hours of fun. Yeah. So. The one thing that's, like, really kind of crazy about this... Popcorn. Let's get about, back to popcorn. Uh, about popcorn um, is you get seven days to pay this ransom, mm-hmm. but they give you two ways to pay. One way is to send a Bitcoin to them, which is, like, $700. Yeah. Or the other way is to infect two of your friend's computers. Oh, that's jacked so up, you have to you have to send two of your friend's infected malware... And then it has to come back to your computer, and you have to send them the UIDs of your friends. It's messed up. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing: is is, is when eventually the the cyber, uh, you know, security forces of, uh, of of Team America find out who these guys are, and if you're infecting your friends, you're going to be part of this. You're going to yeah. be taken down with this ring, like 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 you are part of their their uh, their organization now. It's yeah. Messed up. Yeah, so um, I would it, honestly, I'm telling you right now, Doug, that if this happened to me, like you need 700 bucks, I'd be like, dude, I'm just gonna go buy another 350 dollar laptop. Like, I, I, it's there's nothing on my hard drive that that's that's. Or 
like at least cloud back up your stuff. So. Yeah, just it's like whatever. Like, you know, I mean, there's nothing that, that I have that I can't retain, but I'm sure I'm abnormal. I'm sure most people have really, really, really super important things uh, no, on just their porn. hard drives. Just a lot of porn. That, yeah, exactly. I can't know, man. So it's, it's named after this BitTorrent client called Popcorn Time that was shut down because of uh, it was like a pirate version of Netflix. Mm-hmm. So Popcorn Time uh, was this alternative. It was revived. And so people are, it's an open source. So that means that the internet community develops on it now. Uh, so a lot of people still use this thing and think they're installing the real popcorn time when mm-hmm. it's really this malware that's going to hold your computer hostage. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's interesting. Um, it's interesting that we're talking about popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> but they, the, one of the things that they say is um, be perfectly sure that the money that we get goes to towards food, medicine, and shelter um, for our people in Syria. We are extremely sorry for forcing you to pay, but it's the only way we can go on for living, which seems to me not really the case. If they're engineers that program and can do this, then why don't they make something? Yeah, why that, don't they make like a cool video game? Or yeah, something? exactly. You know? why, don't, why don't they make a, what Minecraft. was the bucket? Yeah, what was the bucket game? The, yeah, Kaboom. A Kaboom. new version of Kaboom 2017. Come on, yeah. man. I, I, I would pay, uh, you know, 99 cents for, to download that on an app and play it on my iPhone. Like, would you come get on. one Bitcoin, though, for it? I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I still, I'm still confused. I know you told you explained it so clearly to me how the dark web and Bitcoin works, and I still have no idea. Like, if you sat there and said, Mike, now get on the dark web and get yourself a Bitcoin, I, I would be like, I don't, like, I... I just, I, I don't know, the internet, it, to me, it's just so much easier just to find some shady dude on the street and buy what I need, right? right you know what right. I mean? Like, if I need something illegal, like, just find people that are just into the illegal stuff. Yeah, just go to the tenderloin. Like, all this high-tech, like, stuff is, it's just confusing to me. But I think the draw of it, it's just like anything. Like, uh, when someone tells you, like, you can't do it or it's kind of, you know, like, uh, banned or it's not right, that draws people to it. The fact right. that there is a dark web and that you can have a Bitcoin and that you can kind of, you know— operate in this this kind of like uh non-trace a traceable economy that right. makes people want to do it right it, it's you know it's, it's like you're those stories about you know, buy gold buy gold like i hear enough of that i'm like i need to buy some gold like i have to buy some gold right you know because it's just it's like it seems like something you're supposed to be doing dude the, uh on the topic of gold just yeah. a completely tangent subject is i don't know if you heard this but uh last year the cia put out a report that said, um, and I don't know why this didn't get more news, but um, the CIA put a report out on China. Yeah. And China has been hoarding gold. Yeah. And the reason that they've been hoarding gold is so that at some point they can announce that they have more gold than they said previously. Yeah. And then it just instantly tanks our economy. Because it, yeah, because everything's on the gold standard. Yeah, so yeah. But I don't, you, I don't, I don't know if I mean I don't think we're on the gold standard. I well, think we I mean, on that like a long time ago. Yeah, but it's 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 the amount of gold that we have is yeah. still a percentage of our economy. I th- I think I think yeah no definitely, but I think the um the problem and one of the problems I think with with uh, the economy and, and and the way that uh, like kind of what you're talking about like hyperinflation is right. is you know I think it was after uh, during the Great Depression. Um, you know, we got off the gold standard because we, we, you know, we just printed more money because we were trying to fix the economy and we never kind of got back on it. Cause back in the, you know, before that it was right. like, you know, th- there was a specific value to the dollar. Like, you know, it, 
Well, we have such a big deficit, we can't. Well, now it's just out of control. Right. You know what I mean, now it's just it's gone completely haywire. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that that's why uh, markets can be manipulated. You know, I mean, China can't. You know, what you, my whole point though is it, not not just by buying actual physical gold. I mean, like with Bitcoin and and when things become so digitized, you know. Things can be manipulated so much easier. So, yeah. I mean, you know, what, what happens if all the banks get the popcorn? Right. <laughs> infection, would... you know, and all of a sudden, like, everyone wakes up tomorrow and everyone's bank account's zero. It's like but, Mr. Mr. Robot. Yeah. Or it's like, uh, it, what, a fight club, right? Right. You know, they, yeah. It's like everything's they... zero. It's exactly. revolution. So the, the big thing with popcorn is that, and this is the one thing that kind of got me about the story, is... This guy uh, from the website bleepingcomputer.com, mm-hmm. I guess he tracks malware and suspicious things. Yeah. Um, it's not out. So it may or may not roll out, but people, they they know about it, which is crazy. That I'm wondering is... how they found out about it. Yeah. So this these guys are on it even before it's actually infecting things. So if you get something that says popcorn time, do not open it. Don't, 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 <laughs> don't touch the popcorn time. Don't open it. Look at that, man. We're helping people out. Exactly. So, yeah, just, you know, be safe. Don't don't download things off the interwebs. So, um, yeah, so that's our, our show, our last show of the year. Woo! Woo! Um, you can contact us at vomitingrainbows.com. It's a uh, contact of Vomiting Rainbows. Um Please listen and review our podcast. Uh, we're on all social media as We Vomit Rainbows, um, Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, and we don't have viruses on any of those things. We're viral we free. Know. Viral free. Viral free. We're definitely viral free. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, listen to us on Google, Stitcher, and uh, iTunes. Yeah, and have a safe uh, New Year's. Have a safe New Year's.